Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off Graduation Day, Parts 1 and 2. We heard from Lauren, one of our listeners, again this week. Lauren writes, driving home from dinner last night in a companionable silence, and my husband starts singing, Buffy, 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 Buffy. (laughs) And adds, we may have added a verse or two. What? Which piqued my interest. If anyone has not listened to our Zeppo episode yet, yeah. Chris was guest hosting and informed <laughs> us that he has written his own lyrics to the Buffy theme song, yeah. during which the chorus goes, Buffy, Buffy, Buffy the vampire, Buffy, Buffy. So I immediately reached out to Lauren mm-hmm. and asked her to, to please send us the extra verses that Absolutely. they wrote. Uh, she thought I was joking. Yeah. I was not. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> So I asked her permission. We want to sing them. Okay. Yeah. La, 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 yes. la. There's a lot of complicated melodies mm-hmm. in the yes. theme song. Uh, this is going to be the, this is how much I'm in love with this idea <laughs> and how excited I am. I don't sing. Oh, I no. really don't sing in public. And I have stated on the podcast before, no. you will never hear me sing. No. Y'all are going to hear me sing. I'm very sorry. We need a disclaimer. Yeah. Maybe turn down the volume mm-hmm. if your eardrums burst. Or like skip forward, I don't know, 45 seconds. Probably that'll be good. Said. I don't um, know, something like that. I am not to be held responsible for the damage to your eardrums. No. Okay. Okay. Okay, so now we're going to sing all three versions. Version one is going to be Chris's original lyrics, which I think we can go ahead and call the official lyrics. <laughs> and then the next two are going to be Lauren's versions they're all amazing. Here we go. Buffy's a teenager, also a vampire slayer. The Scoobies are a gang that help her save the day. Oh, Buffy, 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 Buffy the vampire. Buffy, 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 and holy water burns. You should aim for the heart, but solar plexus works. Oh, Buffy, 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 Buffy the vampire. Buffy, 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 Buffy the vampire. Buffy, 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 Buffy. Buffy's like you and I with superhuman strength. She's handy with a stake. Her best weapon is her mind. Oh, oh Buffy, 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 Buffy the vampire. Buffy, 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 Buffy the vampire slayer. Slayer. <laughs> Ow! Good guitar slide. Well done. Oh, thank you. I uh, <laughs> this probably the best thing I did was as a fake guitar noise, and you saw how that went. <laughs> For those of you who skipped ahead, uh, you're welcome. So thank you again to Lauren and Lauren's husband for letting us share these lyrics. We absolutely love them. I would say my favorite part is you should aim for the heart, but solar, solar plexus, plexus works. works. It doesn't. Nope. I mean, technicality. It'll, yeah. it'll, it might throw them off. Yeah. It might wound them. Yeah. Their trajectory would be like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah. Technicality, no down, boo over. 
Also, before we move on, I want to uh, send a shout out to our listeners, Frankie and Rufus. Our listeners would be uh, familiar with them. They wrote a a song about us, which is just still blows my mind. Mm -hmm. They are talented musicians in their own right and have uh, an immense library of original work. They just released a new music video. It's called Mm -hmm. Ribbons, and it's directed by Amber Benson. What? Y'all may know her as Tara. Mm hmm. Or if you're watching along with the series, you have no idea who she is. No clue. She'll be important yeah. later. I promise. Stick yeah. around. Like, wait, like five episodes. Yes. So um, what this means is that, what, two degrees of separation? We know Tara. Yeah. Is yeah. what I'm saying. That's pretty awesome. I think uh, it's only a matter of time. Before, you know, season three, or sorry, season four is done, I think we're going to know everybody in the cast. We're going to be great friends. We're coming for you, James Marsters. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Anthony Stewart Head. Or Anthony Head, if we're in England. Depends. Because the Stewart is in there because of, like, union issues, like screen oh, actors. Oh, because there's already somebody. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I just thought he was like, like in England, I like a three-name thing. Yeah. That's interesting. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Just, that's that's what I've heard. If you have other information, correct the me. The three-name thing I, just I seemed heard. very, like, proper British. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, it's fitting it that works. the Brit has yeah. the three names. It awesome. definitely works for him. So yeah, everyone check out Frankie and Rufus. Um, you're going to love their stuff. Give it a mm-hmm. listen and uh, check out their new music video, Ribbons, directed by Amber if, Benson. If you want to hear actual people sing and not what uh, yeah. you may have heard us do it, with the... Consider that thing. therapy for your ears after we just put you through. <laughs> now let's head into the Sunnydale Stacks and open the books on Graduation Day Part 1. Cordy and Xander are picking up their gowns. Oh, little robes. Cordy's finally dressing her age again. I know. She's like, looks to be somebody under 30 yeah. in her clothes. It's preppy teenager, but still a teenager. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's still preppy. Xander is sure he's not getting out of school alive. I do remember as like getting closer to graduation, my senior mm-hmm. of high school, really thinking that there's no way it was really going to happen. Yeah. Like, you know, your whole life kind of when you're a kid is built mm-hmm. around school. Everything's about yeah. school. So the idea that you're getting, I mean, not really the end because there's mm-hmm. college, but like it's always about graduating high school, going away to college. The mm-hmm. fact that like you're reaching this big, crucial moment, I'm like there's no way it's really happening. Mm-hmm. That's like a fairy tale people yeah. say. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely weird being a senior in high school. For me personally, it was weird because it always felt like, oh, that's when all the movies take place. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Like, that's when a high school movie takes place. Sure. Your, your senior year of high school, something crazy happens. You try to lose We're your virginity in, to, all that. to a, a pie. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. That is interesting, yeah, that they all happen your senior year. Mm-hmm. Willow, in contrast, is wistful for high school. <laughs> She's suddenly overcome with nostalgia for everything. <laughs> First off, Harmony's outfit here. Bleh. This is, I I call it a jumpsuit in my notes, but it's not because her midriff is showing, but it's the matching floral pants and crop top. Yeah, that Like look. red floral look. Honey. Rough. You're supposed to be like one of the popular girls. Yeah, maybe like it was laundry day or. That is exactly what happened. Or, or maybe it was a jumpsuit and then it just got cut in half. <laughs> It's it's actually left over from a magician's act. Ah, uh, okay. They cut the girl in half, and this was discounted because it's damaged. Oh, nice. That's yeah. good. Also, Perfect. you save money because it's technically one item of clothing. Uh-huh. So, there yeah, one price tag. <laughs> uh, 
I did not. I'm more so Buffy has not been in with the same nostalgia mm-hmm. bug. I definitely didn't in high school. Yeah, I think still like just the fact that I was never like in with the cool kids definitely helped with like. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with high school being over. Like I will miss some of the friends that I won't see as much, but uh, it'll be nice. Like not necessarily being in a building with a bunch of people that I don't know or care about and who right. don't know or care about me. Yeah, yeah. I also feel like our generation. Our ending high school experience is very different than previous generations because, like, so Facebook came out my sophomore year of college. Yeah, yeah. So, like, right away, you start connecting with everyone, the people that you liked that you Mm -hmm. went to high school with. And even before that, there was AOL Instant Messenger. Mm -hmm. So I was still always checking in with my high school friends. So, like, there was never this, like, we're never going to talk again. It's Mm -hmm. like, I will talk to the people I want to talk to. The rest of you have a great life. I'll never see you again. And it's also weird that it wasn't, like, it wasn't that Facebook was already a thing when you graduated high school. So it was, like, I feel like a little bit more filtration than nowadays where it feels like you're probably, if you're graduating high school right now, you're probably still going to stay Facebook friends with people for a long time that you don't really care about. Right, right. But it's not as much as you said in past generations where it's just like, well, if if we're not going to the same college, I'll see you at the reunion. Yeah, see you in 10 years, 20 years. Or like randomly at a convenience store around Thanksgiving because I need to pick up butter instead oh, of you. That all yeah. the time. That every time I go home for a holidays, I'm like, great. Everybody else is also home for the holidays, mm-hmm. so I have to pick my outings carefully. Yeah, yeah. You never. You like want to say think. Wait, what is the store nobody's gonna go to? I'll go to right. that one. Yeah, I do like. Um, well, was, uh, when they're talking about how it's like the 60s and there's the quote, uh, with all the war and hairy armpits. Yep. But then that made me sad because I was like, oh, yeah, this existed shortly before we got involved in two wars yeah, that have like, not ended. This is like the sweet spot in between the Gulf War and mm-hmm. uh, the Iraqi War. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, this this is a good like decade where we weren't in an active war. Yeah. And that's that's gone now. Yeah, that is interesting because we entered the war well, I, my my first year of college so mm-hmm. it was you know i keep thinking that buffy senior year is my senior year that's not the way it timed out so i'm like yeah in just a couple months no that's just for me <laughs> i'm not, not buffy, buffy. i know i know, I know. what did <sighs> what did the therapist say it's just a tv show okay. i am not a slayer vampires aren't real but there was this pale guy the other no, day. It's not a real vampire. He's in a big hoodie, so the sun wasn't touching him. So he could have been. You don't know. Well, don't just attack him. I'm. It's just preventative. I saved a life, Mike. By killing him. Vampires don't count. Oh, okay. We learned That's that true. from bad girls. Yeah, no, vampires don't count. <laughs> so Buffy is going to easily be able to fight the mayor and graduate because the mayor will be their commencement speaker. Oh, that's that works out nicely. Uh, I do like that. Who guess where our commencement speaker is? Siegfried? Roy? Roy. One of the tigers? One of the tigers. <laughs> oh, I wish. Seriously, no one wants speeches. That's the weird thing about these types of things is like, no one ever really wants to sit and listen to speeches. Like, can't you no. just... I'd rather see a tiger up there. That's fine. Yeah. I don't I don't really care if it's like, oh, the speaker is my favorite teacher in school. Because mm-hmm. that's our high yeah. school. It was always a teacher, but your class got to vote for their favorite teacher. Mm-hmm. Even if it's the funny teacher. I don't want to hear a speech. Show me a tiger. <laughs> so you think all formal events where there should be speeches, it should just be a tiger? Yes, exactly. Okay. I, I think that could work. Yeah. I remember I happened to uh, graduate from college the same time as 
my brother who went back to school like over a decade after he had started because oh. um, he started doing other things and then mm-hmm. came back to school. And the disparity in commencement speakers still makes me angry to this day because he got Stephen Colbert. Wow. Nice. And I got like a th- fifth tier Kennedy. Oh. Like a Kennedy you've never heard of that just seemed to work at the merchandise market. That's still better than me. I don't even know who the old lady was. I just remember old lady, boring speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm getting Mexican food after this, so let's go. Wrap it up. Was, was she talking a lot about Mexican food? No, I just knew that my parents oh, okay. were taking me out for Mexican food and I wanted a damn margarita. <laughs> I graduated. I earned that burrito, damn it. <laughs> a graduation burrito. That's how they got you to stay in school. Yeah. Like just, if you graduate after college, four years, you will get a burrito. <laughs> oh, I really want a burrito now. Oh, I'm gonna have can, to wait. Can we pay the extra money for the guac on it? Can it? Did if you I get graduate the, with honors, I did. Okay, then we can get guac. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Faith pays a visit to a nice old professor, Aww. Lester, who I love until he seems to have a crush on an 18 year old. Yeah, and not really like a sweet crush, but he's like, more like he's more like, hey, yeah. You wanna, we are you want alone. A bone? <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh no, yeah. nobody. Yeah. Your your Viagra prescription it just a, ran out. A little of the sting of her murdering him, but it not does. that much. It yeah. There's a little bit like, I mean, I didn't necessarily need him to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe just like smack him upside the head. That would have been great. Yeah, uh, but she does. She kills him. Like super easy. Yeah, I mean, because he's just an old dude. Well, like it, it's not like. Okay, I guess I'm going to have to do it. She's like, wee! You know, she's over it at this point. Now it's like an addiction. Mm-hmm. The next day, the mayor is tidying up Fate's apartment. I like how oh, she's just, he's he's just, just like mindlessly cleaning. Yeah, it's so sweet. He's picked out a pretty floral dress for her. Oh. It's all, it's even pink. Oh, I love their relationship. It's so sweet. Like, I'm almost like, you know, I destroy the city. You guys are like so lovely together. He's such the perfect dad i know it's it's sad that yeah, they're both evil <laughs> and he has a beautiful speech where he tells her that graduation day is not just about him Aww. it's about her it's basically her coming out party yeah but like he's introducing her to the world and like showing her off mm-hmm. and you, yeah you're kind of rooting for yeah. him at this point it's weird it's weird i kind of want to see the elseworld story where like buffy fails to take down faith and the mayor and Faith are just like palling around. Yeah, big snake. Yeah. She's and just like, he's like giving her piggyback rides. Mm, yeah. Like, I don't want to say she's riding the snake because yeah, that sounds that's, I started That sounds like to, what Lester wanted to do. I, I started to say that. I was like, nope, nope let's rephrase that. Piggyback ride. Yep. The snake gave her a piggyback yeah. ride. But I kind of wonder, like, he's got a little saddle. His plan was okay. So, like, he transforms Faith there. She's like fighting the vampires are there too. And then, do they just hang out afterwards yeah, i'm just picturing like a neat little montage of like Ooh, like ice cream like she has an ice cream cone and he has like a giant bowl of ice cream because they can't hold a cone <laughs> <laughs> i don't know maybe one of those little like tendril things oh that's the next episode <laughs> willow has the nerdiest bike in the world i don't yeah. know what type of bike this is it's a nerdy bike and it feels weird that it's it almost seems like, oh, Willow's riding her bike. Yeah, she's never with? ridden a bike to school before. Yeah, like, I don't know, maybe there's, like, a background where she's, like, close, like locking up nope. a bike, but I don't remember her no. ever having a bike. Nope. Due to her tutelage, 
Percy got a B minus on his history final. Uh, I'm like a scholar. <laughs> and he's going to forget all that crap. But then history will be doomed to repeat itself. In summer school. But I'm ching. Xander sneaks into class late. <gasps> I love this scene. Okay. <laughs> because this is, this is just, this is exactly what senior year yeah. was. It was like, you haven't mm-hmm. graduated yet. So you still technically have to yeah. go to class, Senior but writers. why? Mm-hmm. You've taken your finals. Yeah. You were accepted into college. It's always weird to me that there's like, you take your finals, which is like, whether you pass class or not is that, and then there's more class. Yeah. Especially because like, even like sophomore, junior year of high school, you're like, I get it. If I act like a shithead, this like my it's gonna follow mm-hmm. i'm gonna get in trouble and yeah. then next year is gonna suck by senior year you're like i've been accepted into college mm-hmm. i passed all my finals huh. why am i here yeah, why did so i weird. show up and like of course this is me who is unable to ever skip a class mm-hmm. and like goof off or do anything oh i never did i never did like the senior ditch day or any of that stuff i did senior ditch day to finish an extra credit project <laughs> that's the nerdiest thing it is is the nerdiest goddamn thing my mom called me in sick because she knew it was senior ditch day and yeah i stayed home to finish an extra credit project and a boy who i had been like talking to and we'd (laughs) hung out and watched a couple movies but we hadn't like held hands or anything yet so like that was going on he called me to be like what are you doing? I think he was like mm. downtown Chicago, like at Navy Pier or something. I was like, oh, I'm working on extra credit. And he, yeah. he just started laughing at me. Aww. It was appropriate to laugh at me. I just yeah. fucking act like a teenager. <laughs> Come on, Ferris Bueller it up with me. I know. I uh, still want to do that. I still want to have a Ferris Bueller day. I know. So they're, so he's forcing them to play Hangman. <laughs> do you think I've already told my story yeah. about the subs that would force you to do word searches and mazes? Uh, and he's so into it i love i love this teacher because he's so pleased with himself mm -hmm. and so like i'm gonna be the hard ass no it's not an e they always guess e which they should it is the most common letter it is like if you ever watch wheel of fortune like just just guess e yeah unless there's a a one letter by itself then it's an i or an a yeah but then e yeah anya asks sander on a date he's super distracted and not really into it Mm -hmm. but you know hey if we survive the ascension yeah, sure. Oh, hey, what's that? Anya didn't know about the ascension or the mayor. Yeah, which I guess makes sense because it's not like she's in the inner sanctum. I like they address this. I think twice mm-hmm. in this episode, where like Xander mentioned something to Cordelia offhandedly mm-hmm. about like, oh yeah, the mayor is gonna ascend at graduation. She's like, oh, well, I'm skipping class. Yeah, and then like so I like that they just kind of catch it up of like. It's been kind of, the Scoobies have been this mm-hmm. very specific four group of people. Yeah. And then we got to catch Cordy and Anya up. Mm-hmm. They're not official Scoobies yet. Or Cordy is on the outs. Yeah, she's, she's waiting for a different series. Yeah. <laughs> Giles and Wes are fencing in the library. Giles isn't even looking. He's not even <laughs> He's looking. He's like a baggy sweater. Yeah. Giles doesn't give There's not an fun. ounce of tweet on that guy. <laughs> just like, no, no, I got this. <laughs> Like everything. Oh, I love that. I love Giles towards the end of the season. It's so fabulous. They figure that Faith killed Lester to hide uh, one of the mayor's secrets. Mm-hmm. So, Buffy, you will go to the professor's house tonight <laughs> and you will report back to me. Just love it when you take charge, you man, you. Oh. Is that a yes? I have a couple. Tro- I left out loud at this. Like, I don't know how yeah. many times I've seen this episode, but Wes's confusion of like, uh, um. was that a yes? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't get sarcasm. 
<laughs> he is he is such such a dumb little bitch. Oh, but uh, he does it so well. Yeah, yeah. I just love to not like you. Mm-hmm. It's not like hate. Like he's yeah. not a bad guy. Yeah. He's just a putz. Uh, he's just so bad at being what he thinks he is. Yeah. Like there's nothing worse than a like a not cool person thinking they're cool. Yeah. Stop it. Just stop it. Yeah. Either the like Fonz, you are not. You're right. Xander brings Anya to tell them all about the ascension she lived through. Uh, Sorcerer became the demon Lohesh and mm-hmm. then decimated an entire village. I found this really interesting. So Anya tells Buffy mm-hmm. she's never seen a true demon. Like Buffy's yeah. like, I've been by fighting them for three years. Mm-hmm. Four so, years running. Yeah. But um, the ones that we see all around are demon human hybrids. Mm-hmm. Real demon is very different. Yeah. For example, it's much, much bigger. <laughs> Which leads me down a weird little rabbit hole tangent. Whoa. How? How are there demon human hybrids? If the so if the mayor is like a real mm-hmm. true demon when we yeah. eventually see him in his giant snake self, how does he mate with a female human? I don't think it's traditional mating. I think it's more like how like a vampire it's like you you have the the biting and the sucking and uh, so traditional mating. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's more like that or like you're somehow infected with it or you perform a ritual and you like you you get like the power of of mm. the demon and then kind of like okay breed on and on yeah so that's that's how i justify it all all perfectly valid mm-hmm. but the second you say like demon human hybrid i'm like ew ew <laughs> ew ow <laughs> but we, we don't know like scale like maybe oh yeah yeah he's we like a big snake but he's also got a very little snake <laughs> oh no wonder he's so angry <laughs> snyder is showing the mayor around the graduation setup so is the mayor really complimenting? Like so when the mayor is saying, mm-hmm. like, you did a really good job, mm-hmm. is he really complimenting Snyder or is he, like, implying a threat? It kind of reads like he's implying a threat, but I understand why he would. I feel like he just always is. Um, Fair, yeah. Just, he's always like, oh, by the way, I could murder you right yeah. now. I've never fully understood the mayor-Snyder relationship. Like, mm. how much does Snyder know? Because he obviously knows, like, something is going on. Right. And that the mayor has, like, power... But does he understand how it's supernatural and to what degree? And yeah, yeah, because he doesn't see the ascension coming, and he's all upset about it. I always assume that Snyder kind of knows that something's up with Sunnydale. Like mm-hmm. maybe he understands, like he knows about vampires. Yeah, and you're, and he's like that. That I get. Mm-hmm. I always got that his intimidation by the mayor was purely political. Okay. Because, I mean, like, Snyder is Snyder's a coward. He's mm-hmm. proved himself to be a coward yeah. time and again. So I don't think it takes demon ascension mm-hmm. to scare him. I think it's yeah. enough to be, like, career-wise, I could make your life a living hell. And mm. Snyder would be like, oh, my God, yes, sir, please, sir, may I have another? Oh, boy. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I do like in this scene where he says, I believe in order, because it sounds like he's listing his turn-ons. <laughs> I believe in order. Ooh. Oh God, that would be a terrible turn on. Well, I mean, there's never mind. Okay, don't get into specifics, please. So the mayor swings by the library to see the Scoobies. Giles, again, so badass here. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Giles! He attacks the mayor with a fencing sword. <laughs> now hold up it. for a second, though. Yeah. Because he and Wes were sparring earlier. Mm. And at that point, you just kind of assume that the tips are blunted. You and I both come from a theater background. I just assume blunted tips. Mm -hmm. Apparently not. 
Or maybe that's just how badass Giles he is. Just right through the he blunted tip. You through it with a blunted tip. Fine. Or maybe the mayor's like you know green jelly filling makes him really soft right just now. Just like soaks it up, <laughs> like Gumby. Yeah. <laughs> he of course is impervious to harm. Mm-hmm. I love his reaction. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, it's just that old scene, and the way he comes in, it's like, and it feels the way it's shot and everything. It, make, it feels like such a violation. Yeah. Like, in there. This, oh, there, yeah, the oh. second he steps foot in the library, like, like, not, no, like I went back no, and rewound no, it several there. times because yeah. I wanted to watch all the Scoobies react to him mm-hmm. entering the room. Yeah. Because it was like a, a palpable, like, mm. ugh, get out! You're yeah. trespassing, and it's ooh, I feel ooh. violated. The sound design when he wipes mm-hmm. off that sword, yeah. there's like this eerie like mm-hmm. like it's it's not like supposed to be the sound effect of him wiping it off. It's yeah. like in the music. Yeah. But oh, does it add just like the right amount of like creepy tension? Mm-hmm. Ugh. I love also his line here. I smell fear. That's smart. Yeah. It's just a nice, a nice simple little. That's what he does so well. That the character and the actor Harry Graner, gotta say again, love it. He's um, so great. He does so much with like little simple things. And just like assuming the mantle of somebody who's who's powerful, who has the status and the the gravitas and the and the the force behind him that like I'm just gonna say the simple thing and it works. Yeah, oh, I love this guy. Even in the line, it's gonna be one heck, heck of, of a speech. speech. What is it about the delivery of that <laughs> that I'm like, oh, why is that badass? Yeah, that shouldn't be badass. And him saying things that aren't swears. Sounds so much like scarier and more badass than any anyone yes. swearing would. There's really cool cinematography here. Mm-hmm. When he walks out of the room, the camera pulls up to mm-hmm. an overhead shot. It just it's just yeah. really there's some neat. really good camera work in both yeah. these episodes. So Anya's not sticking around to help. She is running for her life. Aww. I got, I mean I gotta say like me no superpowers I might be like uh no okay <laughs> I mean that's what you do when there's mm-hmm. gonna be a monster. You know, my reoccurring dreams where a T-Rex is chasing me. Uh, Let's be more specific. From the sewer. Yes. That. I'm running in those. Because T-Rex, I can't stop that thing. Just just challenge it to a game of patty cake. I would win. Oh. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Subconscious Kristen. Patty cake. Patty cake. And now you're just saying that as you go to sleep. I won't creep out my husband at all. (laughs) (laughs) Don't explain it. (laughs) At the Summer's house, Buffy is packing for the third time this season. <laughs> she loves packing. Yeah, take a shot every time Buffy's packing a bag. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's another part of the game. The bag is for Joyce, however. Aww. Buffy wants her to leave town. Looking back on everything that's happened, maybe I should have sent you to a different school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they do a good job of a lot of those, like... We know we're ending like an era of the show. We're going to comment on things. Um, I'm not even sure if it's this episode or next episode where they talk about the the soda machine giving out oh, the wrong sodas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I push you for fruit beer. You give me a Coke. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think about that every time I go to a vending machine. Yep. Just not often anymore. Yeah. But trusty soda machine. Aww. Uh, so Joyce refu- refuses to go without her daughter. Buffy says she can't stay and worry about Joyce. If she stays, she'll get Buffy killed. This is great. Uh, yeah, like, this is really nice. I scene. love Joyce in this moment mm-hmm. of her saying, I don't want to leave you. And if I'm leaving, you're going with me. And Buffy makes a really good argument mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And just, it's really, to me, this scene so 
perfectly encapsulate how far they've come this exactly. season. Yeah. Like, j- imagine yeah. fucking becoming part two yeah. and yeah. and Anne, and like just mm-hmm. comparing, like, wow, mm-hmm. what a great evolution to this mm-hmm. relationship. It's really, it's really, and I I love the whole speech where she talks about I wish I could be the star athlete, blah 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 blah, uh-huh. and gives all the examples. And I think that's a really sweet thing because that that is a dynamic I feel like can be underexplored sometimes, where it's the the child feeling like they're not living up to the parents' mm. expectations, mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily in a way where it's like the parents are really like overbearing, but just more like I wish I could be more for you. Yeah, which is I think a really sweet thing that you don't see a lot, and I, I like that. And I that think part. that's probably something that everyone oh, feels, yeah. and like for being something yeah. so universal that you don't see, of just like. Mm-hmm. Of course, every parent wants their kid to be valedictorian mm-hmm. and yeah. then a doctor, yeah. all that. And like, mm-hmm. there's always kind of like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I, I know you put like a lot of time and money into me and I'm, I'm sorry. I wish I turned out better. Yeah. Yeah. So take a shot. Amy Rat. <laughs> Yay, Amy Rat. Willow's upset that she can't find a spell to help stop the asc- ascension. Oz is glib about mm-hmm. it, which upsets yeah. Willow. I do like the mention that there's a spell where you can talk to shrimp because there is, we learn later in the Buffyverse, an entire dimension that is nothing but shrimp. They so it's a useful use smell. A yeah, smell. smell. <laughs> it would be smelly. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that dimension would reek. Ugh. So Willow's panicking mm-hmm. uh, about all the stuff she'll never get to do uh, if they die. Uh, and Oz panics by uh, doing one of those things. Willow. There we go. Ah. <laughs> so this is their first time, and this is clearly. I yeah. I mean, I take it that this is Oz reacting to her speech about mm-hmm. I'll never get to do this and that and the other thing, and him him internalizing that and thinking like I'll never get to be with this mm-hmm. girl that I love if we die. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure I do that. Yeah. Do you get the same? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think okay. so. I mean, you could maybe make an argument that part of it is just, like, more literal, like, panicking in the sense of, like, I don't know what to do, so I'm going to kiss you. But I, I that feels like a weaker interpretation. I think, right. I think the one you, you were saying makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I, I'm not 100% sure. I think the script sells that. I have to say I'm not mm-hmm. 100% sure Seth Green sells that when yeah. he says panicking. The way he says that feels a little bit more like... A move. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the script intends it to be more mm-hmm. three-dimensional than yeah. that. Buffy's checking out Lester's place when Angel shows up. Any trips. I love it. Any trips. This is the first time I real like I realized that, oh, they need him to trip there because later on in this episode, that's yeah. going to be brought Call back. back. Yeah. yeah. So Lester was a volcanologist. Mm-hmm. Side note number one, graduation day is in May and they are still wearing their winter coats. Yeah, they live in a weird part of California. They really do. Winter coats all the time. Yeah. Even when there's a heat wave and everyone's complaining about the heat. <laughs> well, it's Christmas, so you have to wear a heavy coat no matter what. It's by law required. Mm-hmm. Sunnydale's got some weird shit going on. <laughs> Side note number two. Lester has some primo location, man. He's right off of Main Street. They literally walk out of his apartment onto that main road. It's like rent controlled or something. Dude, it's just, I mean, like, she's going to be in college. Maybe she wants to get an apartment instead of stupid dorm rooms that she should, like, lock that down. I know. And you could probably get a good rate because the guy just got killed. Yeah. There. And you know, I don't care. Yeah. She's fine. Yeah. Even if there's a ghost, it's like, oh, a ghost. That's real scary. Yeah. And also, like, they know how to handle that. Yeah. We're fine. They ain't afraid of no ghost. The original female Ghostbusters. Uh, nice. I, I kind of get that they're doing this, uh, 
partially as a setup for what's about to happen, but it kind of feels like they really should have attacked somebody else and not given uh, Buffy and the gang any clues. It seems kind of dumb because I it doesn't seem like Lester was about to go to them. Oh, right. Yeah, no, this was short-sighted. They yeah. just thought, like, he this way he can't talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess maybe they just thought, like, there's a murder. It's not necessarily going to get brought back to Faith. But the Scoobies are smarter than that. Yeah. Yeah, I just kind of felt like this was the mayor and Faith being short-sighted and kind of mm-hmm. like... But then it's kind of, like, used as a setup with what faith does next. Cause that's, that's how I kind of read it is that they, oh. they assumed that they would figure it out and go there. Oh. And cause otherwise, like how does faith know to be there? Is she just I tracking? I thought, I thought she was just tracking Buffy and Angel. Okay. Maybe. Oh, she doesn't know. I mean, like she has no reason of knowing that they broke up. So yeah. she just assumes they will be together. Mm-hmm. There's only one street in Sunnydale. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you just pick the high point of that street eventually. Yeah. Maybe they went to another porno. You don't know. <laughs> so Buffy is feeling both overcrowded and abandoned by Angel. Uh, and I get this. I yeah. like I like it's there's some funny dialogue here, but mm-hmm. like you get it. You either like should be with me. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to be with me, fuck you and then fuck off. Yeah. Like And it is that that uh, really awkward feeling of when you break up with somebody but you're still for whatever like societal reasons still around each other a yeah lot. Like, either yeah yeah either I, because I, you're, like, you're both in school together you work together or something like that and it's just like a little awkward especially if it's not like an amicable breakup yes so mid-fight angel gets shot with an arrow but he doesn't say buffy so we i know wish he's not he did die. well that's true that's he doesn't die that's okay yeah. fair it's a good point <laughs> uh luckily it misses his heart uh, but then again, that was Faith's plan all along. Ooh. Or what if it wasn't? She was just like, uh, yeah, that was my plan. Sure. The shot of Faith in the neon U of the Sunnydale mm-hmm. sign is just awesome. Yeah, I love beautiful. it. Wes finds that Lester found a demon carcass under a dormant volcano. This means that the mayor's only impervious until the ascension. Mm-hmm. So they just need the volcano. Yeah. That's no problem. Uh, turns out that Faith's arrow was poisoned. Angel gets sick from it. This is where we get the callback to him tripping because yeah. he like trips again. And she's like, okay, you have been a real klutz today. But no, he's been poisoned. Back at Willow's. I'm glad that they make a point of showing that Amy's cage is blocked. <laughs> <laughs> because the first, when they, when Angel, Willow and I start doing it, I weirdly, my brain was immediately like, oh no, Amy all along has seen this. So later on when she comes back, it's like, I have seen you boning your boyfriend. But I mean, she doesn't have much to do in that cage. I, that's it's almost. I now I kind of feel like you should uncover the cage just out of pity. Yeah, just like ever something. Or you know, cover like half of it so it's like she has the option. Sure, she wants some entertainment, or you mm-hmm. want you're not into boy. You're, that's fine. Yeah. You, you, that's a good point. And I kind of feel like because it's not. I don't think super clear to them that whether or not Amy is kind of aware of who she was. I mean, you could ask Buffy because they did the same spell to yeah. Buffy in Bewitched by the Bewildered. And if Buffy was like, no, I remember being a rat. Mm-hmm. Be like, All right. Well, then Amy must as well. Here's the thing. If she does remember, then I feel like don't put her in a hamster cage. Get like a dollhouse. Because yeah. that would be more like what she's used to because she's yeah. used to being a human. That's fair. You might be like. But if it's the other way, then who who cares? If you rem- If you're aware of yourself and they buy you a hamster ball, mm-hmm. inwardly, you might be like. Fuck you. You know I'm not a rodent. Yeah. 
This what are you is... trying to say with this wheel? You're trying to tell me I need to work out more? Yeah. Did you just call me fat? You're calling me a fat rat? <laughs> At the mayor's, we learn that the angel poison is meant to distract Buffy, mm-hmm. which is working. Yeah. They were talking about Lester, and then immediately everything got dropped to help Angel. So the mayor's going to eat his scary spiders. That's a sentence you don't hear a lot. So the mayor is going to eat his scary spiders. <laughs> now, kids, what's the, the subject of the sentence? The mayor. <laughs> what's the verb? Eat. And uh, what's the object of the sentence? Spiders. Okay. Okay. And I'm uh, reminded again in the scene that um, Faith is from Boston. And despite the fact that she says wicked all the time, I always forget she's from Boston. Or yeah. she spent like a lot of time in Boston. She's a, I mean, it's not like she has a thick accent. Yeah. Uh, she tells a story here that at the time seems really out of place. Mm-hmm. Unprompted, she tells a story about this really high rock mm-hmm. that the kids used to jump off as kids. The highest rock, she was the only one that was brave enough to jump mm-hmm. off it. All the older kids were too scared. Yeah. And that just kind of seemed out of nowhere at the time. I'll come back to that. What? Anya comes back to school to try to convince Xander to run away with her. When uh, she thinks that something bad might happen to Xander, she feels like vomiting. Aww. Welcome to the world of romance. I think this is what's so endearing about Anya. Even though she's done all this terrible, mm-hmm. gross, murderous stuff in her past, she's so innocent because she doesn't understand mm-hmm. basic social stuff. Exactly. Like yeah. she's reevaluating, like, what is this? I don't know what it is. I feel helpless. <laughs> she's very sweetly oblivious. Yes. Wes says that the council has a record of every toxin known, but they refuse to help cure Angel. So Buffy, in turn, refuses to take their orders anymore. I agree with everything Buffy says in this scene, except for when she refers to Angel as my lover. Oh, God, it's the worst. Oh, I hate that, right? Just just don't. Also, like, that was something that angelus used in season two yeah and he hasn't been your lover since that night Uh, that is a season and a half ago my lover you are no longer lovers because you physically can't because it will turn him evil Uh, it's just uh, it's 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 wrong it is inaccurate and it sounds nasty just in, in in regular life don't refer to somebody as your lover no it's gross no it just it, no, it's the worst. it just makes it smell in the room like you just had sex with them <laughs> i mean i feel like i this understand that like if she had said like my boyfriend well that sounds weird also that's inaccurate because yeah. you broke up if you want to say, like, my soulmate or the love of my life, that yeah. sounds cheesy. Like, I understand there's, like, what do you put here? What pronoun do I you use? I feel like any one of those I would prefer to my lover. It's like referring to your mom as mother. I wish they just stopped at uh, my love. God. Just he's my love. Like Yeah, that yeah. would be better. Fine. That's good. I do like that this is mutiny. I like to think of it as graduation. Oh, drop the mic. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> oh no pick yourself back up <laughs> i mean oh, i love the way she pauses here because you really see her like thinking about it mm-hmm. like taking in his words and being like no not mutiny graduation but then that's kind of undercut when she says get a job i think that's a little weak i like it uh, I, and I think it's just kind of like haha you're you're unneeded now I feel like she already, like, did her part. Maybe if that had come in, like, the next scene with Wesley or something. Although I guess that that would be inappropriate because then she'd just be an asshole. I think, I mean, I just think it drives home, like, you know, when Giles got fired, he still had a job as a librarian. When she says, like, I'm quitting the council, I think it needs to be said, like, 
so you're done here. Mm. Bye. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's just like that specific way of saying it. If she had said something like, uh, shouldn't she be looking for work? Yeah. Because like, get a job makes it seem like, I, I don't know. Something about that just isn't cool to me. I gotcha. Wow. Oz finds out that the only way to cure Angel is to drain the blood of a slayer. Xander is worried that killing Faith will change Buffy. And I think this is this is really important yeah. that he brings it. I mean, like, they just bring it up and they, they never kind of address it. Especially because they made such a big fuss over Faith killing Alan. Mm-hmm. But, like, if Buffy's going to murder her first human, not murder because yeah. she deserves it. It's not murder then. <laughs> kill. Judge totally deserved it. <laughs> uh, if Buffy's going to kill her first human, needs to be brought up that this is supposed to be a big moment for her mm-hmm. as well. Buffy goes to Faith's apartment. The red leather pants. I just, I love this look. The red leather pants. Okay. I just, ugh. They are. That's I, true. I love this scene so goddamn much. Mm-hmm. It is one of my favorite scenes in the entire series. Like, mm-hmm. probably top ten. Like, no. oh my, maybe top five. Yeah. I love this. Um, so the second she like shows up in those like iconic red pants, I'm like, oh, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> like, it's happening. This is it. I have the the capacity to rewind and rewatch it, but in that moment, I'm like, you guys, you guys, right you now, this is it. Stops. So this is by far, at least in my opinion, yeah. the best fight of the entire series. This is the winner for me. I could get behind that. Because, like, yeah, they use the space well. It's well shot. Mm-hmm. It has stakes. Mm-hmm. It seems like two people that are fighting on pretty equal ground. Mm-hmm. It's important to the to the series as a whole. It isn't just kind of a one-off. Yeah, it, it, I'd be hard-pressed to find a better fight. It There's might, better moments in a fight, yes. but a fight as a whole. It might be tied with the final fight in Becoming Part 2. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I like this one better because it doesn't involve swords. I mean, I think the swords are pretty cool. I like this one better because it doesn't end with me, like, crying into my pillow. <laughs> like it's, yeah. I, get to, I get to cheer on this one a little bit harder <laughs> and not, like, just have the whole thing to dread. I'm like, oh, this is so cool, but I'm going to be so sad in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, when they square off, I literally, mm-hmm. literally sat at my computers and squealed. I was like, ah, what's <laughs> happening? Oh, uh. Give us a kiss. Uh, I just have so many exclamation points after that. <laughs> Give us a kiss. Yeah, I'm, l- I'm looking at uh, Kristen's notes right now. It's just exclamation points. It's, it is just, just a exclamation line, points. A long line of it. Uh, so they fight, and it's like fighting a pissed off mirror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they crash through the window. Yep. Buffy handcuffs herself to Faith. Oh, I just can't. I'm so excited, Mike. <laughs> Let's watch it again. <laughs> Let's watch it right now. Okay. Giles and Xander find a picture of the demon the mm-hmm. mayor is going to turn into, and they fold out the pages. I love it. I love that Oh, bit. God, I love this episode. They fold out the pages because it's a super long fucking snake. Yeah. And then the classic, and I, I feel like it's become a really big cliche, but like at the time, it wouldn't nearly have been as much of a cliche where right. Xander quotes Jaws, where it's like, we're going to need a bigger boat. Right. It's also, I think, because... It works so well here because it's like such a serious moment. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Yeah. And then Xander with his, you know, typical pop culture mm-hmm. quip. Referency reference. <laughs> the mayor eats his spiders. Mm-hmm, tasty. Um, it's just so goofy. Like, <laughs> I like spiders. how the vamp is watching him eat it and the vamp is smacking his own lips as if he's got a bad taste. Mm-hmm. It's like you watch no, someone... some spiders. Mm-hmm. No, it's the opposite. Is it when you watch someone else eat something that you think looks disgusting and you're just like, oh, 
Ah, now I've got a bad taste in my mouth. Just watching you drink that Robitussin. <laughs> I love slash hate how the inside of the mayor's mouth is black. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I both love it and I hate like, it it's so cool, much. But it's, it creeps you out. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's so disgusting, but perfect. Yeah. Back at Fates, she breaks the handcuffs. That did not last long. No, you needed to get stronger head and handcuffs. Yes. That was really poor planning, Buffy. Buffy plans on stabbing Faith with her own knife. <gasps> Just as, it's, as it seems Faith's going to throw Buffy off the roof, Buffy stabs her in the stomach. Right in her tum-tum. Oh, and then right before Faith passes out, she throws herself off the roof. Backhands and... Buffy first. I think that's important. Yes. She backhands Buffy so, so Buffy's that Buffy away. can't save yeah, her. Buffy yeah, Buffy can't do anything. And onto the back of a garbage truck. Mm-hmm. Very Keep... convenient truck, by the way. Very convenient truck. Yeah. Because that was... That was like an empty street for like the last five minutes. Yeah. Uh, and this also keeps Buffy from being able to save Angel. Before oh, she throws herself off, she says, should have been there be quite a ride. Is this when you're coming back to the story? Yes. So I've read two different interpretations mm-hmm. of that line. Should have been there be quite a ride. Mm-hmm. The one that I always took away from that mm-hmm. in the past was she's referring to going down the path of evil Mm -hmm. and destruction with the mayor that the whole that being the bad girl being the faith version Mm -hmm. of a slayer was quite a ride yeah and you should have been there and not been a square and Mm -hmm. uh it's been a crazy couple of months i read something that now i'm i'm changing my point of Mm -hmm. view that this is a callback to her story about jumping off the rock Mm -hmm. Uh, because she's just about to jump off yeah. this building as if it was a rock. And she's mm-hmm. saying, should have been there, meaning that rock in, yeah. in Boston. It was quite a ride. And then she does the same mm-hmm. thing where she yeah. takes the big leap. And I love that. Yeah. Do you would think that's what it is? I think that I, I like that interpretation because it also, there's something kind of poignant about, she's thinking about that a lot. And maybe subconsciously, she kind of knows that she's gone to a point where something's going to happen. And maybe in in a way she feels like, not necessarily that she knows on a conscious level, but she kind of feels like this is not going to end well for me. Mm. And like, I'm going to, I, I took the jump and this time it's not, I'm not going to land. But, and, and so like, it, it, it seems like it's processing kind of like almost outside of the, the, the boundaries of space and time in that way where it's, that's reflecting back to her. Mm. And then, um, in, in the dream, she connects with, uh, Buffy in the next episode. And right there, she feels this connection of like, oh, we should have been together since then. And, we're kind of together now. And I think, yeah, there's there's a lot to be read into it. And I yeah. like interpreting it through the prism of that story. Yeah. it it You're right. It, there is kind of an implication there of the nostalgia of like, mm-hmm. when the, like in Bad Girls, when they were hanging out yeah. and they were buddies, it was a good time. Yeah. Like, I can imagine that they both must be missing this mm-hmm. sisterhood of the Slayer, if you will. Yeah. You know, it's time to turn to chapter two of the Graduation Day Saga. starts literally seconds after faith jumps buffy's lost angel's cure so this is the all is lost moment Mm -hmm. i do want to mention something actually before we get into the actual plot and i hate this when pre-credits um like previously ons screw up the telling of the previous episode oh because 
and I'm not sure if you even paid attention to it. I didn't. I was but, just like, get to it. So like they have all this stuff and they have the moment where it's like, Oz, I'm panicking. And it's like, okay, it's all pretty good. But they make it seem the way they cut it that Buffy stabs Faith, Faith falls off. They completely oh. don't show that that Faith pushes uh, Buffy away and then jumps herself. Oh, I gotcha. Which yeah. I feel like is an important beat to the story. And especially since if it was like Faith was completely out of the episode, I could see like it doesn't matter as much. But Faith is in the episode yeah. later on, even if it's in a dream form and in a coma. And I feel like it's almost weird. It's like the previously on takes away her agency from the last episode retroactively. It's really weird. It bugged me a lot. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. So if for some reason you're just watching part two without watching part one, first of all, you're crazy pants. Crazy. Uh, second pants. of all, it is not accurate. You're crazier than Harmony's jumpsuit cut in half pants. <laughs> if you don't understand that, then you have not seen the first episode. <laughs> After Buffy leaves, the mayor arrives. When he sees the damage, he's terrified and demands his goons go looking for her. And he sit there. He's he. Mm. Oh, he's so upset. He says she'll be all right. She'll be all right. And he clearly knows she hasn't. She isn't. And it's and it's really again. I just love the performance here when he's, he yells at them to find uh to to uh find her or find them whatever it is. It's really scary. But then somehow his panic of like she'll be all right is scarier in a way. Yeah, you can see how concerned he is, and that's terrifying. When a scary thing is scared, oh yeah. shit. Then you should be scared. Yes. Back at the library, Giles is drinking coffee. It's disturbing to Xander. You should be drinking tea. I love their little banter. It's it's cute. It's yeah. Nice. Cordy arrives to tell us that Wes is leaving the country. She's all upset. And then oh, she pitches no. into research. Yeah. I do like that she looks legitimately concerned here. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. she it it it's weird to think of her and Wesley talking on the phone. At some point they exchanged, mm, I'm assuming yeah. prom, they exchanged phone numbers. Ooh, ooh, it's ugh. weird. And it's not the age thing. It's just like, I can't imagine what you talk about. Yeah. What do you talk about? Ooh. Back at the mansion, Angel is hallucinating that Willow is Buffy. He's kissing on her hand. I don't like Willow's reaction. She's so uncomfortable. Like, oh, no. Uh, you think I'm Buffy? No. So Anglo shippers, start your engines. That's interesting because during this scene, all I could think about was remember back in season one when they were like, we had like two back to back episodes with Angel just kept ignoring Willow yeah. and wouldn't speak to her. Mm-hmm. And then I was picturing this and I was like, huh. wait a minute, maybe he's been secretly in love with Willow the whole time and he just can't admit it. That would be awesome. <laughs> Buffy arrives and sends the scoops packing. She offers her own blood to save him. He refuses, so she punches him until yeah. he vamps out. And and keeps yelling, drink me. <laughs> Which it's is the, weird. I'm digging on her plan. Mm-hmm. Like this yeah. I think this is a cool scene because I like her determination and her sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Execution, little clunky. Yeah. The way that she keeps punching punching him and all he does is like whips his head back and looks back at her, whips his head Ugh. back and looks back at her. I like he's weak and sick. Yeah. He should she punches him, he should just fall over. Yeah. Like he, she's a slayer. He's like a cool hand Luke. He and he's near down. death. Yeah. Just get him down. Mm-hmm. It's just very weird. Uh, so it, he vamps out. He bites her. Yeah. She forces his head into it. I do like the slow motion fall. Mm-hmm. So as it, she's getting weaker, she's got a tear right in the corner of her yeah. eye. That it's working for me now. Mm-hmm. Less clunky. I think that's when she realizes that he might not be able to stop. Yeah. Like the, her face changes. And I feel like she's realizing mm-hmm. like he might actually kill me. Yeah. Uh, he does stop, uh, mm-hmm. but she's now unconscious. Yeah. She's like 
smushed a metal thing and broken a bench as she's being drained. Yeah. Which makes that it... That also was awkward. It seemed a little sexual. Yeah. It seemed, it seemed very sexual. <laughs> where it's just like... Like, I get she's oh, in pain. Oh, bench break. Yeah. She's, like, in pain and she's trying to not... I if feel like she's trying to resist pushing him off mm-hmm. her because I yeah. think your instincts would be like, get off, yeah. asshole. Um, and instead, she breaks things, mm-hmm. but it really just seems like in the throes of passion. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> know. Maybe they're going for something of like, it is some kind of release to just let go and let herself be like consumed. Oh, I don't think so. I don't know. I I just think it's painful. I don't know. You've never been bitten by a vampire. How do you know? Duh. <laughs> Is a reason we usually record these at night. Yeah. And I have a big hoodie. So he takes her to the hospital. Thank goodness it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. What if this was during the day? Yeah. She's well, dead. I think she probably planned it that way. Well, maybe. He's so upset, he rips off the handle of the door. I like that moment. Although it's like, hey, come on, Angel. Like, this is a hospital. But he's upset. It's not, he's not meaning to be like, just help her. He's just, he's, he's just emotional and upset. Okay. He calls the Scoobies. In the next room, the doctor is giving the mayor Fate's prognosis. This is where I've noticed, by the way. I understand this is an important scene. However, yeah. this is all one shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is all one shot. Yeah. It's, um, I have it here. It's two minutes and 50 seconds. I went back yeah. and watched it several times. Mm-hmm. So I was like, holy shit, they're not cutting away. And nope. it's so, like, they're going in circles. Mm. They're, oh, yeah. this is good. This yeah. is good. It's, and it's, it seems like so much is happening in this one shot. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, my God. So still in the same shot. We're going into Faith's room. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, probably going to be a coma the rest of her life. Except I don't really get why. Severe head trauma from the fall? I, it says severe head trauma from mm-hmm. Buffy's punches. She's been stabbed in the stomach. That's the major wound. Well, they also talk about her having blood loss. Sure, but you don't go in a coma. Do you go in a coma for blood loss? He I said the big problem. To, yeah. He specifically says the big problem is the severe head trauma. So it's probably from the fall. Okay. I mean, she does fall like at least two stories onto like a truck. And it's not like a truck of sand. I I, I still kind of feel like this is an instance of the ever-changing fa- strength of the Slayers. I don't know. Because, I mean, like she's lost a lot of blood and had like a, after a serious fight fell onto a, a truck and who knows how long it took her to get help so like okay. she hasn't had the blood to heal probably okay all right yeah oh the mayor says it to her it's your day uh so here's a question for you mm-hmm. did joss keep faith alive because a this way buffy's not a murderer mm-hmm. or b just bring her back in later seasons i think it's honestly probably more b <laughs> Okay. Because I think it would have been a more interesting story point if she had killed Faith. Okay. And then still wasn't able to save Angel. I feel like that's exactly the kind of thing Joss likes to put his characters through where they do something terrible and then they don't even like get anything out of it and they just have to live with that. So would it change your opinion of Buffy if she had uh, murdered a human being? Uh, Well, according to you, she already did like two seasons ago. I mean, Uh, yeah. I mean, it depends on the circumstances. Okay. I think it depends on the circumstances. Um, in this circumstance. If if she had like if if she had stabbed Faith, mm-hmm. Faith had jumped off the roof and she's dead. That's it. I w- I would probably more than anything just be bummed for Buffy. Okay. It's like, yeah. yeah. Like you you went through all that and you did this thing that's horrible and that you knew was horrible, but you knew it was like the only way to save 
the man that you love, who's also a good guy. Her lover. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm, that's, I just wanted to ask, but I'm actually in the same opinion. Yeah. I think, like, if, I think if Faith had never woken up mm-hmm. from the coma, if she, or if she had died, I mm-hmm. wouldn't have blamed Buffy. I think we're on her side at this yeah. point. I do think that Joss kept her alive because we want to see her again. And I'm glad mm-hmm. he did because I always want more faith. Because you got to have faith, the faith, the faith. Yes, you do. <laughs> That's your song. It is. Uh, and then we get the super creepy moment. I think it's again still in the same shot where the mayor walks over to Buffy mm-hmm. and then smothers her with his hand. Mm-hmm. Ugh. This, so by creepy. the way, when he notices, when he walks into Buffy's room and notices that she's in there, exact same sound design is when he wiped off the sword. Ugh. That creepy, like, <laughs> so Angel gets rid of him. You know, he. Sh- I think good. I forgot Angel was in the hospital. Yeah. And when the when the nurse can't save Buffy, I'm like, oh, she oh, doesn't have long. She is going to be uh, suffocate for the second time. Yeah. Uh, and then Angel comes in and. Pushes mm-hmm. the mayor away. Thank goodness. I think my favorite part of the scene we were watching at this time is seeing like the subtle recovery of his persona yes. that the mayor has. Yes. He goes from terrifying murderer to um, just Uncle Richard. But it's not all the way there. He's still like too grief stricken. Like mm-hmm. I, there's something I'm noticing at this time where it's like he's doing that thing, but he's not all the way back there, mm-hmm. which I really like that he's still... Like he's trying to be the, you know, the super confident yet, you know, aw shucks guy that right. he is. But there's something about it that just his there's a chink in his armor because of what happened to Faith. Yeah. Where he can't be a hundred percent that. Yeah. Again. At least not right away. No, it's so well done. Mm-hmm. The Scoobies arrive at the hospital. Giles figures out that Angel fed off her. I like all their reactions. I think it's mm-hmm. really appropriate for the characters. Uh, Xander, of course, is the emotional one. Says, yeah. Well, it's just good to know that when the chips are down and things look grim, you'll feed off the girl who loves you to save your own ass. Oh, Xander. Giles just looks disappointed. Yeah. Uh, which is appropriate, I think. I think they're not being practical, mm-hmm. but I think they're being reasonable. Yeah. Like, n- no, like, this was the practical solution mm-hmm. to Angel's problem, yeah. but it's an emotional... Mm-hmm. There's a lot of emotions tied up with that. Yeah. Like, you... You almost killed my best friend. Yeah. And, I'll, I'm and a little also, mad like, at you. there's probably some anger of like that she did this at all, and they can't be angry at her because she's yeah almost dead. Sure. And it, this is the guy who almost killed her, even if it again wasn't like really. And I feel so bad for him here because he was clearly already feeling guilty. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't really do this of his own volition. He was sick. Mm-hmm. He was delirious. Yeah. She punched him until his vamp and sneaks took over. Mm-hmm. And then once he gets to the hospital, he's like fuck, 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 yeah. fuck, fuck. So hashtag now all vampires. <laughs> yes. Um, so you've got like, you're already like guilt tripping yourself for a guy who's always guilt tripping himself. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, adding the, the gooby guilt trip. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to light myself on fire again. I'll be <laughs> on the hill waiting for sunrise. <laughs> Buffy dreams that she's visiting Faith's apartment. Everything's all packed up. So I really think I'm going to pledge here and now mm-hmm. if I'm ever so rich. That, you know, no, I'm, um, if I'm ever super duper rich and I decide to like design my own house, like, you know, I'm going to build my house from mm-hmm. the foundation up and I'm going to design it. I want part of it to look like Faith's apartment. I just want, I want to live. It'll be like the, the, the attic maybe of, of the places like that apartment. Like the, the, like the sunroom penthouse. Yeah. We're going to call it not attic. 
That, no, that's not. I'm too rich for those. <laughs> Attics are for poor people. Yeah, so this is why it's a penthouse. <laughs> Sunroom penthouse that looks just like Faith's apartment. I want that goddamn window so bad. <laughs> With the couch in front. I want it. <laughs> With a, a nice uh, window to, to jump through and then fight on the roof. Yes. It's always going to have like the candy breakable glass. Mm-hmm. And like every day, like put in another pane yep. we need another one christine broke through it again oh she just keeps breaking through those uh those pains so the dream mm-hmm. lots of symbolism here yeah. not sure if i get all of it yeah and i think some of it is intentionally like obscure and sure. perhaps doesn't mean anything. not everything in our dreams makes sense mm-hmm. they're crazy so you've got the cat mm-hmm. which is supposed to be dawn it's a she mm-hmm. who's going to take care of her you know buffy's mm-hmm. going to have a sister yeah. She needs to take care of her. Yes. Little Miss Muffet counting down from 730, which is the number of days until Buffy Mm -hmm. dies. Face of scar tissue, it all fades, which Mm -hmm. I take as I'll be back. Like she's going to heal. This will go away. Mm -hmm. Human weakness, it never goes away, even his. This is how to defeat the mayor, play on his human weakness. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it your mind or mine? We know we never really did find out if Faith had the prophetic Slayer dreams. I like to think she yeah. did. Well, I think this this kind of le- lends credence to that because the fact that they can share a dream probably means they. Have that was going to be my next dreams. question. Yeah. Do you think they're sharing this dream, or oh, do you I think, think it's Buffy's? Yeah, no, I think it's both of them. Yeah. Faith says, "Take what you need." And I think that's you mm-hmm. can use something of mine yeah. to help defeat the mayor. Which rewinding a little bit, yeah, Buffy, you're real dumb for leaving that knife there because Faith is still a person, so like. Assuming everything with the mayor goes okay, they could still find that weapon. Your fingerprints are probably on file because you've been in trouble with the police. Fair. You're going to go to jail for murder. I mean, that's not her priority right now. But all she had to do was take the knife with her. I know, but she's not thinking long term. She's thinking my lover is dying. It's not like it had to be a separate trip. It's going to have to be because she forgot it the first time. <sighs> Just poor planning, Buffy. I also like this because subconscious faith... Mm-hmm. Is readily helping Buffy defeat the mayor. And I yeah. think that means Faith is good. Mm-hmm. Deep down, she knows the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. And some part of her knows this is a bad guy. And Faith's mm-hmm. on the or Buffy's on the right here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just her, her own like personal issues that got in the way of that. Because yeah. the mayor was, and I think legitimately like the only person who ever like really cared for her in a very personal way. It was like she had friends, but they were, they always kind of felt on the outside. They could never really connect with her. Yeah. Buffy's got a crazy plan. We attack the mayor with hummus. <laughs> oh, what, one quick thing. She like gets up and like they go to the plan. Why is nobody like right by her bed? It seems like maybe they just wouldn't allow it, but it, it feels weird that there's nobody like waiting by her bed. Yeah. And she I, just like I, walks up and is like, hey guys. Someone Giles sleeping next to her I know. bed. Yeah, yeah. That should have like, definitely G- been Giles or Willow should be right there. Yes. Sleep like sitting on a chair, like leaning up against the bed. Yeah. Asleep. Obviously, they were trying to stay awake with her and fell asleep. Like, that's how it should be. Yes. Sanders military experience comes back conveniently. Because <laughs> it kind of exists when the story needs it. Yep. Faith is the mayor's human weakness, so they're going to exploit that. Mm-hmm. I really do wish they could have used his germophobiness somehow. I mean... It just would have been nice to have this season-long thing, mm-hmm. like, matter. I mean, I think it's it's... I I don't know. I, that doesn't feel like something where it's a a lost opportunity as much as some other things. It it, it just would have been like a fun, fun character. Yeah. It would have been great. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not like disappointed. It doesn't detract from the episode. Mm-hmm. But like, this is a storyline that didn't come to fruition. Yeah. It just it would have been fun. Yeah. 
So there's a montage of the mayor and Buffy laying out their plans. Uh, the sun's going to eclipse, meaning that vamps are in play. Scoobies start pulling students aside mm-hmm. to talk to them privately. I love the boys. Let's watch the swearing. Come on. <laughs> Wes and Cordy uh, have a moment Ugh. in the library. <laughs> He's I, leaving for England. Uh, it's gross even before they kiss. Yeah. It looks like they're going to have this big romantic hot moment, oh. but it is the worst it kiss so bad. in the history like, of television. It makes me feel ill. Oh, I love it. I, I absolutely uh. love it. It is so per- such a perfect way to like very quickly wrap this shit That's up. It. It's like, oh, nope. done. I don't yep. need any more. This was terrible. This is a terrible idea. We're never going to speak of this yep. again. We're done. And I also like how, like, that is definitely, especially when you're younger, that can be a thing where you think you're attracted to somebody and then, like, you actually, like, do something. Like, you kiss. Yeah. Or, like, you get really close to them and, like, oh, no, no, no this is not bad a thing. chemistry. This does Awful. not work. We don't go together. Or, like, when you're really young, you can have, like, crushes on a certain type of – and, I like, one thing I think of is a lot of, like, tween girls love the, the One Direction-y kind of uh, New Kids on the Block, like, skinny boys with pouty faces – and then, like, most of them don't grow up to date skinny boys with pouty faces. Like, that's kind sure. of a thing you you get into when you're really young. And then when you actually discover real sexuality, it's like, oh, it's more complicated than that. That's that's something that, like, my body wasn't ready for real sexuality yet. Yeah. That's as close as it could get. I, I mean, I like this because it feels, you know, from the beginning, Cordy was forcing this just because she's mm-hmm. like, he's British. Yeah. He must he be classy be. Yeah. and rich and good and all those things. Mm-hmm. So she was forcing this chemistry from the get-go. And I think it's just kind of like, you can't do that. Yeah. When you're attracted to somebody for 100% superficial reasons. Exactly. Yeah. It's not There's gonna not going to be a connection there. Mm-hmm. Jonathan and Larry are unloading fertilizer Aww. from Oz's van. I like seeing them work together. Big guy, little guy. Yeah. I want to see more of their adventures. Too bad. <laughs> They're adorable. Mm. Uh, Oz, Oz and Willow do it in his van. They are such little horn dogs. They just can't stop. Who would have known? Willow. Hey. So is the quiet ones. Always the quiet ones. Angel tells Buffy he plans on leaving without saying goodbye. Which makes sense because that's an Irish goodbye. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just glad he didn't affect his Irish brogue. Yeah. Thank you for that. This makes sense. Playing goodbye would just be too hard. Mm -hmm. And what, I mean, like, what would you say? What what would you say? Like, if I try to imagine that scene, I'm like, no. Smell you later, Buffy. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Smell you later. Uh, Buffy was obviously trying to forget he'd actually be leaving. <laughs> she was like, oh, yeah, that's happening. Actually, yeah, I just let you drink like all of my blood. But no, that's cool. You go. No, Take that's... my blood and leave. No, you're welcome. You're only here for my blood. <laughs> it's graduation. Yay. Congratulations to the class of 1999. You all, all like proved more or less adequate. <laughs> I assume it's a small school. Yeah. There was only 150 in my graduating class. Well, way less after people didn't Graduate. pass. Yeah. <laughs> This is a time of celebration, so sit still and be quiet. Oh, Snyder. He's uh, a joyless tool to the very end. Hey, hey. I saw that gesture. Huh. You see me after graduation. Okay. No, it's great. This is this is another moment where we're like, oh, I love to hate you. <laughs> <laughs> the last moment I'm going to say that. The mayor still plans on doing his speech. Man, just ascend already. I I like his speech. I think it is a good commencement speech. I mean, I disagree with Buffy and Willow. Still a commencement speech. But like for that, I mean, maybe it's just I've had such shitty commencement speeches, but I'm like, this is like a cogent speech. It's it's very it's very uplifting. 
but I feel like he does it very well. I wanted to see his section on civic pride. I wanted to see what he said. Because I feel like that is a very important issue to him. Probably has a it lot is. of good points. Yeah. He spent a lot of time working for the city. So um, of the two of us, one wants to hear that. Well, I, you know what? You know what? Uh, stackers out there, let us know if you're on my side. Because I think I am in the right here. It is a great speech. And it is a shame we did not hear the end of it. Uh, I do like the correlation between ascending and graduating. Um, mm-hmm. The kids are ascending to a different plane of being. Mm-hmm. They're they're joining the real world now. Or being eaten by a big old snake guy. Or that. He's interrupted by the eclipse and mm-hmm. some cramps. So, what are your thoughts on the special effects of the mayor becoming a big-ass snake? <sighs> I mean, you always have to take special effects with grain salt. It's they 1999. Change. And it's TV... But it's still, it's so bad. It it kind of bums me out every time it's this part. And it's really like the transformation is the worst part. Yeah, he's like once kind he's of a snake, you're like, like this is... The, yeah, when he's in the school, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, that transformation just looks real... The transformation looks almost corny. funny. Yeah. When he's a big snake, I mean, like, for a Buffy villain, mm-hmm. the special effects are better than others that we have yeah. seen in the past. The, the Is this CGI at this point? Whatever oh, graphic... Yeah. Thing yeah. they're using is um is it's not great, but it is better than other times we've seen it used on yeah. the show. But it's still just disappointing. And like again, I understand TV budget, late nineties. Sure. I wish there was some way to do at least some of it more practically. Because even that, like, I feel blends a lot better when you have some practical stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like build a mayor head, maybe. Sure. I mean, paper mache can't be that expensive. <laughs> Just have it be like a sock puppet when it's and in it's just up. like glue and water and newspaper. We can do this, Chicken guys. wire. Get when that. I, you're going to show up to record the next episode. I've got a mayor head <laughs> in my living room. You see? I told you you could do it. <laughs> God. Get <a> right, Joss. <laughs> Chris comes in. What the hell, Kristen? <laughs> um, we're watching TV from his mouth <laughs> from now on because it's in our living room. <laughs> it's like you're in the cave of wonders every time you're watching yes! tv now i want it uh, i'm gonna have faith's apartment uh, with the mayor head couch i remember as a little kid and to show you how little i was i could fit in it i have very distinct memories of watching tv from inside a big football shaped toy chest okay. that we used to have yeah a plastic football shaped toy chest uh stackers if you uh had that when you were growing up uh tweet us a picture um I'm just asking him to do everything for us now. Yep. Um, Write my notes. Yep. <laughs> uh, if you have any opinions about the next uh, couple episodes. Uh, I don't feel uh, like freshman. watching the freshman. So. Yeah, just, just let me know what you think. <laughs> um, but I have very distinct memories of watching that. Specifically, of course, Ghostbusters 1 and 2 yes. on the VHS tape I owned in the yes. wrong order. With yes. A, with about three seconds of Donahue in there for some reason. Yes. Um, and also on the USA Network, and I don't know why I remember this. I was probably like four. I remember watching on the USA Network, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yes. <laughs> like that specific, like this is on USA and I'm watching yep. this Indiana Jones. Awesome. That's great memories inside mm-hmm. that football. Yeah, so it just kind of it reminds me of looking outside of a mouth. Okay, so the mayor turns into a big snake. Everyone, runs. <laughs> and it happens. Everyone, I mean, like I can't even refer to this as he turns into a demon. No, he turns into a big snake. Yeah. It's just a big snake. Which, and I know we've mentioned it before. Is really weird because we've already had a big snake this season, and we had a big snake in season one. Like big snake or season I, two. Yeah, reptile boy. Yeah. That was just a snake. Like. 
something else. Something Freudian's going on. Yeah, they're like they're big snakes. And I get like that's probably an easier effect to make, especially with like sure. low yeah, budget yeah, yeah. CGI. Can't do like a million legs or something. But I don't know something sure, you else. Can. You attach it to a string to your other arm. So when you move this arm, this one goes with it. <laughs> Be amazing if that was the effect. <laughs> they used. It's a guy in a suit with that arm contraption. Sure. <laughs> Just have two people, one riding piggyback, arms. Done. I'm also going to have that built next time you show up. We're going to have mayor mayor couch, double arm piggyback costume. So vamps show up. Mm -hmm. At first, it's really weird that the students aren't even moving. At first, you're like, um, Uh, your parents are running. You guys just graduated high school. You're smart enough to know when to run. Yeah. But then Buffy shouts, no, and it's clear this is part of the plan. Students are armed to the teeth. They've got flamethrowers, which Mm -hmm. explains the ugly yellow yellow parka that Willow's been wearing all episode long. That I've been like, what's with the fucking yellow windbreaker? (laughs) This is why. It's clearly flame retardant. Xander's calling out orders, uh, which it's weird that they feel they need him to command their army. Well, yeah. It doesn't seem seem like there's a lot of, like, strategy. Like, hit him with your, your flaming arrows that kill them instantly for some reason. Well, it's like, this guy, uh, Xander, oh yeah, by the way, arrows, forgot about yeah. that. You're not a great general. No, yeah. You're, 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 weird choice um, of general there. I, I really like in this scene just imagining being an extra that day. How much fun that must have been. Ah, oh, that'd be awesome. Just like a bunch, bunch of people dressed as teenagers with just like weird medieval weapons running yes. around. That'd be so great. I read like a blog entry mm-hmm. from one of the extras on set for the last episode of the series for that last big fight scene. Ooh. And it was so interesting to read. Oh, we get, we got to like read from that when we get to that episode. Yeah, yeah. In like five years. <laughs> so the mayor kills Larry and he eats Snyder. Like he smacks him with his tail, yeah. but eats Snyder. You know, that was actually hotly contested until they confirm it in season six. Which is weird. Because it's like... I, I think mean, it's I guess super I get, obvious. Yeah, I mean, I guess I get the idea of like, if you if no character says it or you don't see a gravestone, it's usually safe to assume somebody didn't die. But the fact that like, he was hit real hard by a giant snake. Yeah. And then we you never don't hear him from again. him again. Yeah. In like several seasons. Yeah. So Angel's got some really sick moves here. I feel like they're really setting him up for a spinoff. That they're like, this guy, he yeah, can he carry a series. Yeah. He's pretty great. And then to have like the perfect contrast, you see just how much, again, Wesley is just a little bitch. A little bitch. I also like to think about Angel down. having like extra super strength here because mm-hmm. he's just drank the blood of a slayer, yeah. which you learn like is like a special, like mm-hmm. gives vamps kind of a rush. Yeah. So I just kind of imagine that he's also a little bit high on Buffy blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the students turn their attentions to the vamps. Get the kids. Mm-hmm. Harmony is bit. Oh, no. Side note, random observation. The dress she's wearing here is the same dress that she's wearing in the alternate dimension of the ri- wish. It's that gray. What? Pencil. So I feel like this is just a, like, it's, it's weirdly appropriate because that was a sad episode. Mm-hmm. She dies. Well, she's bitten by a vampire. Or was she switched out with a mirror universe harmony? Dude. That's awesome. Yeah. That's my headcanon. Where's now. the red jumpsuit, Harmony? Yeah. Where, where's the weird midriffless jumpsuit? You know, that common fashion trend. Jonathan and Cordy uh, get some part of the action. Mm-hmm. They, Jonathan just like tackles a vamp. Yeah. Cordy has her first on-camera stake. Which is crazy to me that it yeah. took this long. It's yeah. crazy. 
Buffy shows the mayor Fate's knife. Oh, good psychological warfare. Taunts him with it. She -hmm. leads him on a chase through the school, destroying the school in the process, just running into everything. Uh, Appropriate. It's the last time you're going to use the school set. Destroy it. Might as well. Ends in the library where Buffy escapes through the stacks. Hello, Buffy. You can head out that way through the peas, and that'll lead to the exit. By the way, Buffy, what's with all these uh, barrels? What is that? Uh, When did they put those there? Was I in the restroom? I I guess so. One thing I do want to mention before we get to the final fate of the mayor is that I I guess you can explain a way of, like, he's still transforming, but it feels like the scale of the mayor as when he's the demon is real wonky. Like, Mm. I, I never get a real feel of, like, how long or thick he is. Yeah. Like, I don't, you never see the end. I mean, like, you see him, like, no, I, I, yeah. we don't see like the scope of him. Like mm-hmm. how long? Yeah, is and is he thing? is he still growing? Because it seems like he's much bigger when he's chasing Buffy in the school, but then kind of in the library, his head seems smaller. Then yeah, I don't know. It seems like it's it's probably just CGI's could only do so much late nineties TV. They obviously but, should have written it into the script that at some point he stops next to one of those those rulers that they put against doorways yeah, for criminals. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think they should do that with every character in every TV show. Yeah, and then um, again, like, write the weight of things that Buffy can lift mm-hmm. on yeah. them, so we know exactly. This is just good writing, <laughs> just we quality television. Listen to us, <laughs> <laughs> writer director of some of the uh, uh, most profitable movies and beloved TV shows in history. Listen to us. Take our advice on writing. We clearly know what we're doing here. <laughs> The mayor finds himself surrounded by explosive explosives and says, "Well, gosh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> <coughs> A really good impression." <laughs> Just before Giles detonates it, I hate the well, gosh, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. My problem with it is that the voice isn't established first, which I feel like the better version of this joke to me is. The mayor transforms as the big snake. You establish, first of all, a better voice. And it's saying like really threatening like demon stuff. So it seems like he's a big demon. Yeah. And then have him take on the mayoral thing at the very last moment to go, well, God. Still the mayor. Yeah. Um, I don't think it should have talked, period. To mm -hmm. me, this is like the raptor talking in one of the Jurassic Park sequels. But it looks like a dinosaur and it's talking in a human voice. But it's still the mayor. But he's a demon now. But he's still the mayor. He's the mayor as a demon. Does he have human vocal cords? No, and that's why I think it should be like a big demonic voice. Something really scary. I don't... At this point, no. I Growling Mm -hmm. in dinosaur noises. A growling voice with some dinosaur noises over it? You work on that and bring it back to me and I'll give you notes. Okay. Um... The weird thing about this to me is that I always remember it as him saying, oh, darn, and oh. not, well, gosh. Oh, which I always is a, remember, well, gosh. It's just a weird well, thing. Because I think the first time I ever saw it, I didn't have subtitles, and it's a weird voice that comes out of nowhere for this one line. Oh, so I didn't so really awkward. catch what he said. It really sounds like it's the mayor inside the snake. Yeah. It sounds well, like gosh. he's in the back of the throat. Well, gosh. Well, gosh. <laughs> uh, uh, so explosive effects good mm-hmm. some of these had to be practical i mean obviously yeah. the, the crow's nest clock tower is practical because mm-hmm. this is a real high school yeah. they did not blow up a real high school no but 
interesting anecdote. Uh, they filmed the explosions outdoor on some like the sets and stuff, uh, like the big explosion in Torrance, California at 5 a.m. And it was so loud that it woke people up and they were never allowed to film in that city again. Oh, I'll bet. Yep. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Yeah, it like broke windows, set off alarms. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't yeah. be happy. You, that's it, It's tough to wake up to just an alarm. Yeah. So when you... um. Wake up to a big old explosion. I'm calling 911. What's happening? (laughs) It's Red Dawn. They're attacking. (laughs) This is happening. This is what my dreams... My dreams trained me for this. Afterwards, Buffy is obviously looking for Angel, but not finding him. I love um, Wesley on the stretcher in this part. Oh, yeah. He's so whiny. Um, Because he he reminds me so much of uh, Rick Moranis, Louis Tully in the end of Ghostbusters, where he's just like whiny and complaining as he's being taken away when everyone else is like having their big heroic moments. He's just like, could I get an aspirin, please? That's so funny. He makes me think of, this is in no way accurate, the kid on um, How to Train Your Dragon. Not the main character, but the guy who's always got so much bravado, but then like he stubs his toe and he's like, oh, I'm in pain. So much pain. <laughs> not an accurate, not an accurate uh, comparison. Uh, Xander assures Buffy that Angel did survive, which at this point, it yeah. doesn't even occur to me like, oh, she doesn't know. That yeah. makes sense that she's like, I don't mm-hmm. I didn't see him. Yeah. But Xander's like, no, he, he lived. Mm-hmm. Another quote that I use in my everyday mm-hmm. life, fire bad, treat pretty. <laughs> It is. Uh, I'm, that's where I am right now at this point. Yeah. And I gotta say, in that scene, Giles looking real good. Sooty is a good look for Giles. Sooty, yeah. little little rugged, dirty look. Mm-hmm. Got it. Then it's almost as if Buffy can sense Angel. Mm-hmm. She turns around. They stand staring at each other for a minute. She looks hopeful that he'll stay, but he turns and walks away into the uh, smoke. So dramatic. So much smoke. So much smoke. That fire is not out yet. I also love how, in contrast to Sooty Sooty Giles, Angel, spotless. Well, yeah. Like, he just went to the salon after, and that's why, like, she didn't see him right away. He was like, I gotta go get quaffed real quick. Yep. I'm gonna stare at you, Irish goodbye into the fog. Regel my hair. <laughs> He's going to Tinseltown. He's gotta look good. Yeah. See you in the next series. <laughs> just in case uh, any of you stackers aren't aware, yeah. in case you're strictly a Buffy fan, Angel left at this point to go to his own series. Yeah. I, just in, I mean, yeah, just in case, like it's it's possible. Yeah. Like I know I came to Buffy in a weird backwards way, where I started watching Angel first and then started watching Buffy. Like basically at this point, like after yeah. after graduation. So like no no judgment. However you came to to Buffy, but yeah, uh, Angel is its own series. Season one is real rough. I like season one. I think it's adorable. It's real rough. I think it, it, it. I think it has a very season two of Buffy feel to it. Oh, it feels like season one of Buffy to oh, me no. in the worst way. Okay. Well, when we get through, we've already had this question online, by the <laughs> way, from some other stackers. So let's Ooh. rewind and address it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Allie wanted to know: Are we going to be watching season four of Buffy mm-hmm. and season one of Angel back to back? Meaning, um, they so they aired. Mm-hmm. One season, or excuse me, one episode of Buffy, one episode of Angel. Very similar if you're watching like The Flash and Arrow right now. Gotcha. Very similar to that, where they're a shared universe, yeah, shared timeline. Mike and I talked about it mm-hmm. and decided no. Just in case any of anybody is not an Angel fan and doesn't want to listen 
And also, it's I think it's really cool. I know one of the rewatches I did of uh, Buffy and Angel was that way, where it's literally like I lined it up so I'd watch the episode of Buffy and the episode of the Angel that aired. Yeah. But it's so complicated to do that. Yes. Especially if it's your like first time or maybe you're only vaguely familiar with it. Yes. It's real complicated. So we decided instead, once we get through all seven seasons of Buffy, mm-hmm. I understand. It's going to be a while. Yeah. We are only three. I mean, we're almost halfway there. Yeah. We're only through season three. Um, once we get through all seven seasons of Buffy, then we will start on Angel. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is if you haven't watched Angel yet, start now. Yeah. And by the time you're done, you'll be caught up to yeah. us and you'll be able to tune in for Sunnydale Stacks, the Angel edition. <laughs> Chapter Angel. I think we're still working on what the title is going to yeah. be. We got seasons. <laughs> There's book puns to go around. Yeah. We'll figure it out. <laughs> So everything's done. Asa says, guys, take a moment to deal with this. We survived. The Ascension? Not the battle. High school. What? I get it. That's cute. Yeah, that's, that's cute. fine. That's fine. And they have a cute little walkway. It's, it's, it's nice. Yeah. And then this is the uh, third time that we've had to change to the Mutant Enemy logo. <gasps> yep. He walks by and he's wearing a graduation cap. Oh, that's cute. Um. I do find the the slogan on the uh, Sunnydale High yearbook they kind of fade out on or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it feels weirdly like fascistic to me. Why do they have boobs? Why did you need to give them boobs? And also like the the thing, the future is ours, and these boobs like there's it's a disturbing. It seems a little dystopian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It seems like. This is the yearbook from District 12 in the Hunger Games. Or like 1984. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, like, not the year, but the novel. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. the I mean, like, the you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm familiar with uh, George Orwell's 1984. Great. Good. So, overall, this is a great uh, mm-hmm. two-part episode. Yeah. Both of them are great. You kind of can't watch one without the other because... Yeah. Although, What's you that? know the history of these two episodes. I know that you've said uh, when we did Earshot that they did not... They delayed airing this because of Columbine. Yes, they delayed airing it, which is um, – and uh, one thing I learned further in my research is that they got literally thousands of letters oh. complaining about how they didn't finish the finale. Oh, good. Um, and when they eventually showed it, their reasoning was they wanted to show it after the school year so that kids didn't imitate the finale because they were mm-hmm. upset that there were like students using weapons against okay. the mayor. So it wasn't so much blowing up. I always thought it was the blowing up the school, but it was mm-hmm. the students picking up weapons. That was, I think, the, the the bigger problem, but the blowing up the school as well, which like I feel if somebody is – if that's their takeaway from the episode, they were not watching very carefully. No. Because it's very clear, first of all, the high school is empty. Second of all, they're fighting a demon. They're not like using weapons against – an actual do. No, they're actually, it's students coming together, yeah. all the different cliques, mm-hmm. the popular kids yeah. with the unpopular kids, to fight supernatural forces. Yeah. Very different. If there are supernatural forces happening in your mm-hmm. school, yeah. I give you my blessing to pick up weapons to fight it. And also, like, I mean, I guess I could understand, like, the explosion, like, there's a possibility you could make that kind of bomb thing, but, like, and I guess technically you could get a medieval sword and use it in, in school to hurt people. But I think the fact that it isn't like guns, right? Like in Columbine, right? Right. That makes it like not. It it doesn't feel like offensive to me in that way. No, I I mean like you can more understand why they delayed earshot because that's yeah that that's makes eerily, so much sense. Eerily close to yeah. home, considering but, they shot it beforehand. Yeah. Eerily, this is a stretch. It's so much in the realm of fantasy that it it surprises me that it, they delayed it at all, and let alone I like, thought for because months. Columbine they had pipe bombs, yeah, right. 
Did I make that? Yeah, yeah. They, they had pipe bombs. They used pipe the, bombs. The bigger issue was mm-hmm. the explosion. I mean, I, I guess it's 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 up for debate what because you know who knows what the real reasoning is versus mm-hmm. the reasoning they gave. Um, but they're basically the biggest concern is that kids would imitate the ending, and I think it was at least equal parts mm. the weapons and the the bomb. Although again, it's a giant bomb. That I don't think any and no. you don't learn how to make a bomb. No, no, no. It's not all. they show you that. And uh, a great thing I found out is that um, Canada had no problem showing the episode. They showed it on time. Okay. Um, so a lot of people were, this was, you know, right when this is in its infancy, having like digital copies. Oh, and, you like, know, um, um, Napster and. Yeah. And, you know, uh, burning them to, to DVRs or DVDRs, whatever, um, to send to people. And Joss Whedon was totally fine with that. Good. He literally yeah. is, is on the record of saying bootleg the puppy. Yeah, that's. I yeah. mean, that I. He's a logical fellow. Yeah, I I like that that he, <laughs> that he understood, and I'm not not sure where his stance on you know um, pirating stuff in general is, but I feel like in that very specific yeah, case, he totally understands. Yeah. Like, no, this is totally justified, guys. Yeah, fans want to mm-hmm. see the the series finale. Yeah, and they the that work just won't let them see it. Yeah, they would gladly watch it, and it got good ratings for a summer airing of a show, which is very uh, you know unusual. Yeah. Imagine what it would have done if it had played in uh, in order. Yeah. Uh, so I, this is your favorite series finale, correct? I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Tough thing is, I think it's my favorite season finale because it is a great finale to a great season. Okay, yeah. I think you could definitely make the argument that season five is a better finale, mm. but I do not like that season as much. Mm. And it feels it's like... It's satisfying. Yeah. It's it's not a satisfying conclusion. Something that's like, why wasn't it this good the whole time? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. I think this is my second favorite series mm-hmm. finale, season yeah. two being my favorite because Angelus. Oh my god, yeah, totally understand that. Um, but this is still this is such mm-hmm. good television. It's yeah. so ex- it's very different from season two mm-hmm. where this is just very action packed yeah. and exciting. At mm-hmm. the end, I'm left. I feel like similar to the to the Scoobies where I'm feeling mm-hmm. a little overwhelmed yeah. with just taking in everything that's happening. You but have also to process a little, it, yeah. Yeah, a little jazzed. Like yeah. there's that's great. We did it. That was fun. We did it. We blew up the high school. You know. Don't do of, that at home though. None of my very favorite characters died, so that's yeah. okay. Yeah. And the characters that, that did die got cool, like interesting deaths. Yes, and like the okay, so the mayor died. Well the big bad has to. Yeah. As much as I love him as a character. Yeah. I also weirdly want him to die because well, he's yeah, evil he's, he's and he's a terrible bad. evil yeah. and you can't have a giant demon running yeah. around. Snyder died and he died in a cool way because he was eaten by a big old snake. Yeah. Felt appropriate. And for, again, a show that started in high school, mm-hmm. graduation is a super important thing. So I like that, like, it went out with literally a bang. Mm-hmm. Like, this was a big deal for the show. Yeah. It should be a big deal in the episode where it happens. Yeah. And, and it's, you can't get bigger than blowing up the whole goddamn school. And, and also on that, the kind of a similar, very meta level, it's, it's, it's kind of like you, we got to blow this up because we, we're going to the, to the next season. It's going to be different. Yeah. Cause we can't be in high school. Like anymore. burn this it is, down yeah. and start from scratch. Yeah, yeah. We're going to start a, like a very different version of the show. I mean, it's not that different, but it's, you know, new settings, new, new characters, new, a lot of things. There's mm-hmm. going to be characters that are gone now to their own show. Yeah. There's going to be new characters that come in because there's a new setting. And I think it's very appropriately like burn it down. Let's start fresh. Love it. So would you be ready to go international? Well, we just graduated college, so we've got to go on our international trip. Mm-hmm. This is our uh, Sunday Stacks title abroad. 
Buffy Tapaja, than they read. Ernie Dragon das Rhine Fleisch Canoe. Future Rifle International. So, not that many crazy titles. A lot of them are kind of variations on graduation, graduation day. Mm. Um, the French ones, they have a part one and part two, but it's a little bit different. The Celebration. Okay. Which, you know, it's fine. It's fine. But the, the ones that, as they always do, and I think it's appropriate to end, end, end high school on some great German titles. Thank you, Germans. For part one, it's The Blood of the Slayer. Yes. Yeah. Super that's, great. Yeah, awesome. That's a super like cool title. Like, ooh, the blood of us. It's slayer. cool and it's appropriate. Yeah. Awesome. Good job. And then the part two doesn't feel quite as appropriate to what actually happens in the episode, but again, just like a cool badass title. The Day of Retribution. Mm. Not as cool as Blood of the Slayer, yeah. but generic. I mean that could be for like any episode. Well, except any for the ones that are just at nighttime. <laughs> okay. It is a day. That's I mean that is different, sure. <laughs> Now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. I'm going to guess yours. Okay. Mayor. Yeah. Okay. That's my second place. Guess um, mine. Snyder? No, but that's, that, that's number three. Okay. What's your number one? Faith. I understand she didn't technically die, <sighs> but notice we say slay of the week. Buffy takes her down. You know, I love this moment in this scene. Okay. And, and I, especially now with my. I'll allow it. <laughs> Check the judges. 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 I'm just going to close the mouth there. <laughs> They're gone. Uh, <laughs> That's a yay. <laughs> Especially now with my further understanding and appreciation for Faith's final jump, mm-hmm. I like it even more. Yeah. It, now that I've read layers. that interpretation, I'm just, oh, I love it yeah. even more. I didn't even know it was possible. Didn't know I could do it. But <laughs> it is. So seeing as how we've just rounded up season three, it is time for the season three yearbook awards. Ooh. First up, we have favorite episode. Okay, so for mine, um, I'm going to, this is kind of on a technicality because part of me wants to say graduation day, but I can't mm. pick a part. Okay. I, I feel like doing a two-parter is kind of cheap. The judges are way stricter with you than with me. Yeah. I get all the leniency. <laughs> so my favorite individual episode, The Wish. Yeah. It's great. It's Excellent. like the, the best example of that kind of episode in a show that yeah. I can think of. Yeah. It's always fun to watch. I always notice little things about it that I love. Mm. I, I love it end to end. Like, very few flaws, and the ones that are there are, like, so overshadowed by everything that's awesome and cool and really well done about that episode. Excellent. This was a hard season. Like, a lot of good really episodes. going through all of them going, oh, but I love that one, too. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that one, too. Yeah. Um, I went with Doppelgangland. Yeah, that's a that's a close one. I I love Vamp Willow. <laughs> I love Normal Willow trying to be Vamp yeah. Willow. I love Anya. All of it. All of it. <laughs> I almost felt like a weird thing because, like, I have a couple of other, like, runner-ups. I kind of felt like, well, I have to choose one or the other. I can't have them both in my top. And nothing about it. Like, why can't can't I? I mean, we write the rules. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's It's our show, Mike. It's our show. Yeah, take that, judges. Shut up. Get back in the mayor's head. (laughs) And what is your least favorite episode? I think we're going to (sighs) tie. 
Beauty, Beauty and the Beast. Beast. Yeah. Come on. No, it's, it's, it's like it's not straight a up fun offensive. episode and it's offensive. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's just no way that's not going to uh, be. Swing and a miss. Um, some runner ups from that that I think are worth mentioning. Homecoming. Lame. Eh, to me, but the difference being that that was not bad. It's just flat. It's just yeah. boring. Yeah. Versus just like, no, this is terrible. Yeah. And that one I think is more like wasted potential. Like Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. It would be hard to make that a great episode. It could have yeah. been a good episode. It could have been better. Yeah. But Homecoming was like, okay, but it could have been great. Yeah. That's what is uh, really depressing. And then Amends, just because it's got some real wonky bits. The Sunnydale Stacks Season 3 Award for Most Improved. I'm going to go with, I think, an unconventional choice here. Mm. Anya. Okay. Okay. Because she goes from being literally a demon that creates a hell world. Right. To at least caring that somebody else might get hurt nice so i think that's a big improvement that is a big improvement i went with joyce oh i really liked seeing her in buffy's moment Mm -hmm. in graduation day and really just even in gingerbread like okay so she gets possessed by some demon kids Mm -hmm. and has a bad but the beginning of that episode like she's bringing buffy snacks to watch her slay and share the theme and she calls her like a superhero and this proud mom look i just i I like their relationship it's it's, it's very sweet in the season uh, just kind of on the flip side, I think who I would vote the least improved, Wesley. Yeah. No, he he comes him. in and goes out as a little bitch. <laughs> I mean, that's we don't that's not one of our official awards. And no. I think that's kind of hard because there's so many like you could also argue um Gwendolyn Post. <laughs> not improved. <laughs> yeah, she's least improved because she doesn't even have two arms anymore. No. Like she lost it. I mean, she doesn't arm. have a pulse anymore, but Well yeah. Okay. I'm more concerned with arms than whether you're alive or dead. The season three award for class clown. Again, I'm going to go with an unusual choice. And this is a caveat. It's only for part of the season. Giles post being a watcher. Cause he's sure. just making all these like, it's just great. I don't give a fuck comments. Yeah. He's just, you know, wearing sweaters and, and being all snidely <laughs> at, uh, at, uh, Wesley. I love it. I Thanks like that. Up. However, you're wrong. Well, what? Uh, this is the one instance where we actually have an official Buffy the Vampire Slayer television show class clown award given, and it goes to Jack Mayhew from the prom. <laughs> you're like one of those people who says Wedge Antilles is your favorite Star Wars character. No, I'm not. I know those people, but I'm so proud of this answer. <laughs> Because you wrote it down. Because I had to go back and find his name. <laughs> <laughs> so you're really proud that you were able to do a Google search? <laughs> no, I'm proud that I, I realized, like, oh, this is a real award this season. I'm going to have to figure it out. I'm sorry. I'm laughing at your pride. It's funny. <laughs> oh. And the season three award for most likely to succeed I'm going to go with Buffy. Me too. Yeah. Look, yeah. She, she's like kicking ass this whole season. Well, I feel like, like she started with the season proving that she can be independent mm-hmm. and take care of herself. Yeah. As the season goes on, she's been tested, mm-hmm. right? She was tempted with the mm-hmm. being a bad girl and breaking the rules. She learned that it's better to take the high road, mm-hmm. not necessarily the easy road, but the high road, accepted a sacrifice mm-hmm. several times. She sacrificed her college career mm-hmm. she sacrificed her blood for angel um and united the students uh-huh. 
she had the she had her heart broken, but like she's taking it like a champ mm-hmm. and be mature about it. She's just yeah. girls going places. Yeah, she's proved that she can uh, fight well on the battlefield. She can lead on the battlefield. She's smart in the academic sense. She got great test scores. She uh, has been a much better friend since the start of the season. She's been really good with mm-hmm. like yeah. keeping her her relationships. Once she like has a little bit, you know, she learned a lesson. Angel. Again, she she keeps being like tempted tested mm-hmm. going yeah. through a hard batch and she always learns the good yeah. lesson you know she learns a good lesson becomes a better person for it yep and yeah and you yeah. see it by the end she's really taking those lessons to heart mm-hmm. yeah the season three award for most likely to be famous i'm going to say this is a very meta answer because i know from watching the later uh seasons this is not the case but i think it's faith when she wakes from a 20-year coma <laughs> this is record-breaking yeah for similar reasons, I say the mayor, because there's no way that a giant snake is not making its way into the newspapers. Yeah. They're not hiding this one. Ghastly. This is going back into the history books. At least, like, the Slayer, like, the same way that they were f- able to find, like, the fold-out thing about the mm-hmm. demon Lohesh. Yeah. Someone's going to be writing about this. Yeah. Some kid went back to his blog, like, you guys, graduation was crazy. On his GeoCities page. Yes. Guys, you need to check this Live out. journal. Oh, I just got three more counts on my counter. Oh, yeah. The season three award for best dressed. Trick. No. No. Buffy's Buffy's prom dress. It's all about the dress, but it's such a dress. Oh, no. This is such a good dress. It's it's all right. I have a second place award for this. Okay. Regular Willow dressed as Vamp Willow. She's so adorably uncomfortable. Uh, I love it. She just does a really good job of being like, this aren't my clothes. (laughs) I like that. However, the season three award for worst dressed. I had a hard time with this one. This was a hard season. I did for a sec. And then I was like, boom, got it. Bizarro Buffy. Oh. Yeah. Buffy from The Wish. That is a good call. It's a rough outfit. Those cargo pants. That is none of it is flattering. No. It's bad colors. She's got like she's weird eyeshadow that doesn't terrible work for makeup. Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a really good answer. Um, I like yours better than mine. Oh. My answer is Hellhounds. It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst, yeah. worst costume. <laughs> well, I mean, is it really worse than than us? Blizzard puppy. Werewolf? Yeah, at least Oz has like he's fluffy. He's cute. I prefer yeah. fluffy to like lizard puppy. Yeah, like like a mangy lizard puppy. Ugh, it's like those hairless dogs that you're like, eh, I mean, oh, fine, you're fine, but you ain't cuddly. No, no. The season three award for best couple. Okay, so I have two versions. I think I've done this before, where there's a platonic version. I did the same thing. Non-platonic version. I did the same thing. For the non-platonic, because that's probably the the uh, less uh, controversial, crazy one, yeah, less controversial. I'm gonna say Oz and Willow. Me too. Because like they are a great couple in this season. My qualms with Oz as a character aside, they make a great couple. Well, and and similarly to Buffy being tested very well this season, their relationship was tested. They mm-hmm. had Willow cheating on Oz. Oz had, I think, a very mature mm-hmm. reaction. Yeah probably more mature than I could ever be. <laughs> and um, they came back from it super strong. They're, they communicate really well. Mm-hmm. They clearly just both really admire each other. Like, can you tell when they look at each other yeah. that it's just like, 
I think he's really smart. I think she's really smart. Mm-hmm. I think he's really funny. I think she's really funny. Yeah. Like they just, they admire each other, yeah. which I really like. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a healthy relationship. And when, mm-hmm. even when she says like, I need you to get upset and panic yeah. and be mad. Like he's listening and he's responding. Mm-hmm. It's healthy. And they even say that uh, in the last episode that uh, in some ways I feel like it's the best night of my life. The best, the best. Cause they're the best couple. Yep. Boom. So then I have the platonic one, which I feel might be a little controversial. I'm going to say Mayor and Faith. Why is that controversial? I have that in mind as okay. well. Okay, good. I have that, that one as right. the first one and Willow yeah. Oz is runner up because, yeah. I mean, anyone who loves this season, anyone who watches Buffy, yeah. God, the Faith Mayor relationship is amazing. Oh, it is such a good relationship. And like, it's bizarrely sweet, but then also just so fundamentally messed up in, and in a lot of ways. Let's just outline. Yeah. It is in no way sexual. This is, no, we call no, them a no, couple. No, no. It is yeah. not no. in any which way sexual. Which I love, which makes it such more interesting. And sweeter and, and sweeter. more yeah. intimate in a way. And I'm not using yeah. intimate to imply anything in the bedroom. Yeah. I'm using intimate to imply special and personal. Yeah. yeah, And especially like Faith, if it was a relationship that was sexual, it's almost inherently not going to be intimate. Because Correct. Of, that's she how could she not views. have this type of relationship. Yeah. I mean, I really think she couldn't have this kind of relationship with anyone her own age. No. Because her subconscious would immediately turn into something gross. Yeah. But this is, it's adorable. I think it's probably the only healthy relationship Faith's ever had besides five minutes of being friends with Buffy. Yeah. And even that, like, you know, that didn't work out that well because she was too much of a bad influence on Buffy. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is really sad. Um, Yeah. And I just feel like the, the mayor was such a... A, a loving voice to to faith mm-hmm. that that she really needed she needed somebody who genuinely cared about her understood her mm-hmm. and supported her now granted it would have been a lot better if it wasn't a guy who wanted to be a big snake and eat everybody yeah no if he was like a good guy she could have really become a very helpful member of society mm-hmm. i'm not quite quite sure if she would have listened to him in yeah the first place like that's one of those chicken and the egg things like mm-hmm. oh man would she have if he was like a good guy, would she have immediately dismissed him as being like a schlub? Yeah, like what if he he was like had the same amount of power, but was like a force for good? Right. I don't. I don't know if she'd listen to him. Yeah. I think she'd think he was just a nerd. Mm-hmm. Just a nerd. And I also like, and I I didn't bring this up, and I think it's um a really nice parallel how they have their relationship that's an, an interesting mirror to the uh, Buffy Giles relationship. Yes, Whereas, exactly. You know, mm-hmm. very much um, Giles understands and supports Buffy, vice versa. And it's a very clearly like a somewhat like paternal, like older uh, male figure. And it's completely platonic. Mm-hmm. You guys that are shippers. Gross. Yeah, you do Stop you, it. but don't, Stop. don't ever tell me. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, I, I really like that. Not only is there a dark version of Buffy, there's a dark version of Buffy's relationship with yeah. Giles. Yeah, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And finally, the season three yearbook award for biggest party animal. Well, the mayor, because he's so big. Yeah, it's technicality. He is the biggest party animal. Also, <laughs> and like he is an animal because he's a big old demon. Yeah, he's big. He's big an animal. Snake, and before like the the students start fighting back, he's partying, man. He's gonna eat him <laughs> up. This is his day. He eats Snyder up right away. This, like, he's, he's happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, runner up, uh, if we're not talking, uh, super literally, I would say Faith. She loves to party. She does love to party. We'd like to take this moment to honor those we've lost in season three. Season three's in memoriam. 
There's something unpredictable, but in the end, it's right. Inappropriate. I hope you had the time of your life. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, I got yeah. you. That's fine. Mr. Trick. Oh. Alan Finch. Oh. Gwendolyn Post. Yay. Vamp Willow. Oh. Principal Snyder. <laughs> Larry. Oh. The mayor. Mm. And the school. Ah! The school was like an actual character yeah. in the show. It was a big deal. And not like in shitty romantic comedies where New York is a character. No, it actually kind of hurt to watch it blow up. Like, oh yeah. no, that's where we spent all our time. Mm-hmm. That's where all the ghosts and demons and stuff were. Yeah, not anymore. Mm-hmm. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember? And join us next time when we take our very first off-campus field trip when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks.